episode 43. This is our Huckleberry Wednesday. I'm joined as... (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined as always by Joe, but also returning guest. We have Duff in the house. Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, Welcome back to the Powers booth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Uh, In this minute... um, Absolutely not a thing happens. Like, I think Rob's trolling you. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, Duff, you were such a great guest. We want to bring you right back. Oh, which minute do I have? Oh, the one where they just ride around. <laughs> this is when you need help right This here. minute is Rob's worst night. Or maybe it's uh, how Rob would deal with horses. Because, uh, first of all, I, I know nothing of horses, really, except for when I was in, like, uh, Boy Scouts and such, or not Boy, like Cub Scouts, we would do like horseback riding and such. So I know nothing of uh, living off the land like Rob does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, is that common if, you know, you have some horses and it's like, these horses are in heat. Let's physically exhaust them. <laughs> it it does seem like a spur of the moment decision. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> You know what? To these jokes, I say nay. <laughs> this whole thing will just turn into a bunch of horse puns, and we will deliver them with unbridled enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Oh, no more. No, you're not. I just I'm, hate being saddled with all your puns. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Let's pull it together. We have a lot to talk about in this minute. Do we, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should probably they rein ride- it in. We got to rein it in. But, like, basically, there was a weird sexual tension, which I'm sure you talked about, where they um, kind of confront each other, and then she, you know, challenges his manhood, and they ride off into their weird horse contest or whatever it is. Horseplay. <laughs> Literally horseplay. <laughs> we, yeah, we kind of uh, wondered this. We'll ask you it, too. What happens if he doesn't follow her? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I think he's a cuck then. <laughs> you, uh, so you think she challenged him or do you think like if he had just left, like, do you think she would go around tombstone spreading rumors about how Wyatt's a fraud? Oh, she, I mean, definitely. I think she would go around saying how like Wyatt's afraid to, to ride with her, which has more than one meaning in this instance. Yeah. That's true. I love how the 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 music for this uh, sequence sounds like Gershwin or something. It's, it's so it's jaunty is the word I would use. It's, <laughs> it's over the top, which the sequence is as well. But it does it is sort of I actually kind of like the score in this movie a lot, but not during the sequence. It's it's very it's very much like forcing you. It's uh, it's I liken it to when. Um, my this kind of backstory. My parents, we were kind of solidly middle class and would go on kind of uh, mediocre vacations growing up. But my parents would try to like convince me it was really fun and awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so they'd be like, "No, no, everyone can go to Disney World. We're going to the Wisconsin Dells, <laughs> <laughs> and we're supporting the local economy." Yeah, and that that's what this music is like to me. It's very just like, you know, like, hey, isn't this fun? We're having fun. We're watching horses, everyone. Well, I mean, 
it, that's a good point. Like, if you're the composer and you're handled, you're handed this sequence, like, could you score this? You'd like, um, yeah, I, I can do the best. This is the I I'll try my best. Do the best I can on here. Um, I find um this is not really connected to anything, but I found out a fun fact, kind of connected to music. Okay. Uh, I was looking up uh, Kevin. Uh, at first I thought it was Jare, but it's actually like Czar because it's French. Oh. Kevin Czar is the adopted son of Maurice Czar, who composed a lot of film music, most notably Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, what? I love that score. Yeah. That's maybe like my Dr. favorite one. He did like Dr. Zhivago and uh, Passage to India and a, a bunch of other big stuff, but like kind of some of the biggest David Lean movies. So wow. his, his uh, so the... a- adopted son wrote Tombstone. Wow. That's wow. And then got fired from directing Tombstone. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's interesting. If you read a bunch of, like, articles, like, his script is, like, sort of legendary almost. Yeah, and wasn't then, it on the what the, the unproduced list of the, the blacklist or whatever? Is that why it didn't get produced for so long? Like, I just know it was bouncing around, and he uh, worked on it, and then he finally got it picked up and was the director, and it just went and, awry. And how mad must he have been that Kevin, your buddy Kevin Costner, like, I'm going to make a Wyatt Earp movie too. Yeah, I don't think that Wyatt Earp movie took in a whole lot of <laughs> viewers. No, but, but I think it's... he but he offered I think he originally offered Kevin Costner the role and Costner declined it and did his own wide herb. Oh really? Wow. I mean the way I said that sounded confident, but I'm not a hundred percent. You're our resident Costner historian. Yeah, uh, you love Kevin Costner. I just it's, think it's weird. He has underrated he's gone from being very overrated to like underrated at this point. Uh, it, uh, he's good in certain things, but I, I, I would never get excited about a movie because Kevin Costner is in it. I mean, I wouldn't anymore. But like, he was in Untouchables, <laughs> which is good. He was in. Um, I mean, Field I, of JFK, obviously, but JFK. That's... He's awful in JFK. I like uh, JFK. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like the movie, but he's terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm I, sure. I could equal. I could very easily imagine a lot of other middle-aged white guys in that role and it would not it's not like oh no one else but costner could have done that i I can think of like 30 actors like yeah they probably could have done the jim garrison role bull durham is good he's awesome in a perfect world which is like a criminally underrated movie uh which one is that that's the uh, eastwood movie oh okay um with i think bradley whitford as like a sniper (laughs) man have you seen the entire costner filmography no let me look. No, I have not. <laughs> but, like, even – I'm actually a Dance of Wolves apologist to some extent in that I feel like the biggest rap on that movie – well, this isn't true. One of the biggest raps in that movie is that it beat out um, Goodfellas, which is absurd. But, like, it's still a good movie. Yeah. I will say I haven't seen it in 15 years or so. Um, it's – much like Tombstone, it's gorgeous to look at, and it's yeah. well made. You just um, got to set aside about six hours to watch it. Yeah, it's it's a long one. And then I, so I think like the big thing that happened. I don't know how we're talking this much about Costner, but like I think the big well, issue because is, there's nothing in this minute. It's all horse <laughs> riding. Um, I think the big issue is obviously the backlash to the Goodfellas Dance of Wolves thing, and then of course Waterworld just sort of sunk things. Right, and the whole and the postman, you know, the, the whole white savior thing. Um, yeah, and 
dance. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Dance of Wolves is the only movie that's guilty of that. I mean, I, no. you're right, but I, that's what I was going to say. It's just the that's issue. the that's usually the common. And it, it, you're right about the Oscars thing, but that's usually the other criticism I hear is that it's the uh, prototypical white savior movie. And like Tin Cup is fun. Open Range is a decent movie. All right. I mean, you're, he, you're lying that you haven't seen all his movies. By the way, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves all the time when I was a kid. I think that was the first movie I saw in the theater that I can remember. Uh, that was the f- that is the f- I remember we went to that in pay per view. Um, so I have a way to get us back into the Tombstone world that actually magically ties all these things together. Okay. Um, so uh, again, I had posed this question to Rob. I've never seen The Bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so proud of himself. Uh, I I've seen clips, um, but anyway, okay. So Joe, so watching kind of not just this minute, but the next minute, I thought about Tombstone, and I thought about uh, trends of the time in the eighties and nineties, and so I I'm gonna read a list of movies to you, and I want to see if you can identify what they have in common. Okay. Uh, Young Guns 2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, The Three Musketeers, Batman Forever, Con Air, Titanic, and Armageddon. All box office hits. That, that is true. They're all <laughs> 90s. They're all kind of like action-y box office hits. But what do you think they have that I think Tombstone needs? Uh... So uh, the answer is a big syrupy power ballad yeah okay um okay so all right i like where i like where your head's at yeah um, who sings it uh i was thinking about like you know the 90s 80s and 90s but 90s just because i think we were all of age to notice them like 90s had um like soundtracks with songs that could either be like tied into the movie like the will smith raps for like ben and black or whatever but then there's this trend of kind of like action movies that would have for some reason a big ballad in it like young guns 2 had that blaze of uh blaze of glory by bon jovi uh robin hood obviously had the brian adams song three musketeers had uh the all for love song which was uh sting brian adams and uh some third a third guy. person. Third person. <laughs> Rod Stewart. That's the one. Okay. Um, oh, then Rod Stewart. Forever, oh my God. Batman Forever had Kiss from Rose. Con Air. I don't remember the lady, but it had that How Do I Live song. Uh, Titanic had My Heart Will Go On. Armageddon had I Don't Want I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like Tombstone has that like 90s action movie vibe where there should have just been like a big dumb ballad either like playing like remember an Armageddon and and this actually mirrors Armageddon where like remember that weird animal cracker foreplay scene (laughs) like that's that's what the whole Josephine Wyatt date reminded me of and I think that's how I went down this tangent of madness all right so So, I'm I'm looking at some uh the hit makers in 1993 and I already got the duet for you all right let's hear it Rob are you sitting down I get real excited when you hear the second name okay Oh my god! I hope it's Brooks and Dunn. It's not. <laughs> that, that I thought about it, uh, and and the, the this uh, this pair of singers scored a number one single in 
Okay. Mr. Vince Gill and Ms. Reba McIntyre. Oh, oh man. Yes. Reba Fever. I caught yes. it. Yes. And they would fit perfectly on a Tombstone song. Well, yeah, that's a good pick. Duff, you had one, right? Who would you who would you have on here? Uh, I think I was going to go with Brian Adams since mm-hmm. he was all over the place. But uh, Rob and I, um, this is just on a uh, Google Hangouts, just throwing out titles. And Rob came up with uh, Friends Go West. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that song. I probably would recognize it, I guess, right? No, it's the name of the song no, that they th- should write for. This is our for. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was like an existing single. Friends, Friends Go West by Brian Adams. Yeah. And and mine, would, I, if there was going to be a song from Tombstone, it would be "You're My Huckleberry" love theme from Tombstone. <laughs> That's good. I I was thinking that this. So we agree this is a sequence that would that would need it, right? Yeah. How like, how about I got one? <laughs> how about "She's in Season" by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> She's in season. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. We have the sequence. We have uh, in this minute right here. This minute we're talking about. There's two lines that are said. Do you guys remember what the first line is? Uh, it looks like the end of the road. End of the road. You know what you have happen then? Boys Boom. to men show up. Boys to men comes on. <laughs> uh, Around the same time. That's like summer of 92, right? Yeah. That's yeah, perfect. It, th- I mean, yeah, that's right around this time. So. <laughs> that would It kind of been... <laughs> says a lot. I guarantee the studio wanted to put a pop song in this movie. Yeah, I would be surprised... And then it kind of gets into the who's directing this and who had control because, yeah, I I feel like, you know, this was still kind of the height of MTV. There could have been like, remember how there'd be music videos and it would just, it would cross cut and there'd be like scenes from the movie. Yeah. And then like um, live footage of the band singing like on the set. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, what mo- I, I can't remember the movie, but wasn't Tears in Heaven from a, a movie? Forgotten now, I think it's a. Uh, Rush. Uh, the movie is called Rush, as oh. Jason Patrick. Oh! But I, just, but I just remember that the music video was like, you know, you'd have Eric Clapton playing guitar, and then it would cut to the movie Rush, and <laughs> it was like a weird drama. And, it, you know, I so Joe, or who would you say it was? Uh, Reba and Vince Gill. Vince Gill. I already, I already, I can't believe I forgot that this song came out in 1993. And it just might as well be in this movie. Oh no! I, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. My meatloaf. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's perfect, actually. Man, we have a lot of. I feel like uh, someone needs to recut the sequence with all these songs so we could watch them. I mean, we've got <laughs> the top four like on this Wikipedia page for biggest hit singles in 1993. That meatloaf song is number one. Number two. Also would work. I can't help falling in love with you by UB40. Oh nice. man! Then the uh, oh my god! Then we've got What's Up by Four Non Blondes. <laughs> that, that would work, work as well. That I, not in this sequence, I don't think. <laughs> and then uh, Informer by Snow. <laughs> oh wow! And then What Is Love by Hadaway. Baby, yeah, don't I'm, hurt me. Uh, oh, can getting like we've gone completely off the rails, but. I did want to mention there's that one slow-mo shot of them jumping over the log. Yes. Yeah, that's are weird. We, are we supposed to be really impressed by that? Because it doesn't seem like that impressive of a jump. I mean, Don't uh, horses just do that naturally? Yeah, you, you'd think so. Uh, like, I mean, if you run a horse towards a log, doesn't it have to jump over it? <laughs> Since you think it, I'm assuming that they're wrong. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it maybe like the horse just slams on the brakes and you just fall. Oh, the off. rider flies off it. Yeah, it, but it it's. Are there any other? I guess there are some slow mo shots in this movie, but it's weird how all of a sudden for a second or two it's oh they're jumping over a foot tall obstacle which is <laughs> mildly impressive <laughs> so this minute uh ends well okay first off we kind of i touched on it earlier with the end of the road comment it seems like this is done it seems like they're they're running around on their horses is done and then she says or he says end of the road and she goes maybe for you and then it just restarts again it's like a cruel this, joke to the audience she does super weird like yeah yeah! <laughs> um yeah which <laughs> like they're like i really think they were thinking about us and they're like someday someone's gonna do a minute for a minute and we haven't quite cleared a minute of riding horses that was the yeah. part where i'd always stop fast forwarding because i would forget and i would be yes. oh they're done and then sh- they'd start riding again and i'd go oh and then start fast forwarding again yeah and then getting into the very end of the minute and into the next one um did they glue those horses heads together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I don't think horses naturally do that. <laughs> this whole sequence and this horse thing is unbelievable. I can't yeah. believe how long it goes on. Yeah, and so do you think like those horses were just exhausted? Like how they get back? Like because they're like, well, let's... they ran it out of them. Well, they ran it out of them, but aren't <laughs> they in the middle of nowhere now? <laughs> Actually, uh, I was speaking of being in the middle of nowhere. I was kind of wondering, like, does this even in Arizona? Because this, like, the locale here looks so different from the rest of the movie. But it was all shot in Arizona. Yeah, and I actually, um, when I visited Arizona, and at the time I gave it no mind because there was no such thing as a podcast, but I, there was all types of, like, Tombstone, the movie was shot here, and all types of stuff, and I wish I'd paid more attention. Well, you can go on the travel bus, the fan bus that we take down to Tombstone. We really should rent an RV and go down there. That'd it's too bad so my fun. parents got rid of their Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the minute ends with the horses nuzzling, and I don't know how they get back. I don't know I, that whole uh, the the whole. I just I hate it. I hate the sequence. So I, much. I just I have like a vision of them be like, well, it's getting late. We should go back, and then those horses just fall over like the Tauntaun and Empire Strikes Back when it dies. Wider has to cut open its stomach so they have a place to sleep. Yeah, he cause... shoves Josephine into the stomach. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it is, so we're 43 minutes into this movie and we haven't seen Wyatt do any sort of like action really outside of like slapping a few people. But we did, like so far we've seen our hero slap a few people and then ride horses he's the around action, of He's Josephine. the action hero where the action is about saying no to questions before they're finished asking. Yes. Like he hasn't had an he hasn't had a true action moment yet. His whole point of this his whole presence of this film is saying no to doing cool fun things. <laughs> Which we will get into a lot next minute. Yeah. Oh. And then last <laughs> last kind of point I have on this is what hijinks are uh his brothers getting into while they're on the horse ride. They, I think Virgil puts Morgan the uh, puts Morgan on the leash when uh, he, he ties him to the bedpost. <laughs> Stay, so he can get a moment's peace. <laughs> it's just like Morgan's on a leash tied inside the house, and Virgil's just sitting on the front stoop, like having a cigar. 
Yeah. It's trying to enjoy some life for a little bit. It's one of those child leashes. <laughs> <laughs> they have them like tied to a clothesline, like uh, like Matt Dillon describes, and there's something about Mary. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we just let him run Mor- around in the backyard. Do we see Morgan ride a horse in the movie at all? Do you think he knows how to? Huh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I don't think he, d- <laughs> he gets to ride in the front seat on the way yes! in. I don't think Morgan knows how to ride horses. <laughs> they can smell his fear and they just kick him off. Yeah. <laughs> put the, we got to put that on the chalkboard for us to yeah, keep an eye on, Joe. Uh, Duff, do you have anything else for this incredible minute? Uh, no, 90% of what we've talked about has nothing to do with Tombstone. But, uh. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, I think we've reached the end of the road. It, can I it, Can I do a little teaser for tomorrow? Yes, let's, let's hear it. Duff, are you happy? <laughs> I, can I just say that the, the face Kurt Russell makes <laughs> when he's asked that is one of, uh, that's some acting right there because it's one of the saddest faces I've ever <laughs> seen on film. <laughs> He just assumed that was going to get cut out. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, ratings bonanza. Ra- no. Yes. No and uh, I'm 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 hoping I'm sure we can make it work so you can come back for a future minutes. Maybe we'll give you one with lines and stuff. Uh, we got to get him in during some kind of gunfight. Something cool. Or, uh, essentially, the something... last forty minutes of this movie is a giant montage of people firing guns. Yeah. Or something with Heston. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or either we got to get Heston. you on when Heston's involved, or maybe at the end of the movie when Mitchum comes back to do voiceover. Because I would love to talk about either of those fine actors with you. Yes, uh, I would love that. All right, we will be back tomorrow with more horseplay. The worst 40... date ever. <laughs> minute forty-four. <laughs>